Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. We had the whole thing planned out. Pizza Hut and Batman the Mask of the Phantasm. Hello everyone, and welcome to the next-to-last episode of the Pancake King Life and Marriage on the Spectrum this season, not the whole series. I'm not leaving, I'm not going anywhere. My name is Forst, and this is the day before Thanksgiving that this episode drops. So for all of you who are listening to this on Wednesday, November 22nd, Happy Thanksgiving! I hope you have a great time with your family, I know that I'm going to have a great time with mine. And I'm doing something kind of interesting today. I'm sharing a story about something that happened recently. On the nose, like on the surface, I mean, on the surface, it's a bit mundane. But in a way, I can kind of crack into how this shows you the life of someone on the autism spectrum, but not just that, uh, a marriage on the spectrum, a relationship on the spectrum. So like I said at the beginning... We had the whole night planned out. Pizza Hut and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. This was last Saturday. And we had this whole plan where Saturday evening we were going to get Pizza Hut, watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm. My wife KG has been taking me through the entire Batman animated series for a while. And I guess this was the next thing chronologically. So... Uh, We had been planning this for about a week, practically, it was practically a conversation while we were in Kenosha, even. And so we had this whole plan, uh, this whole thing planned out, Uh, we were both looking forward to it, and then uh, the same morning my dad texted me, and he asked me if uh, my wife and I would like to join join him, uh, my mother, and uh, my middle brother downtown for an event where the lights of the local Christmas tree uh, would get lit up, welcoming in the Christmas season. Now, I love Christmas. I love Christmas very much. I'm very passionate about it. I listen to Christmas music as early as possible, and uh, you haters can keep on hating. (laughs) But I had to think about it for a second when my dad texted me this because I couldn't come up with a greater justification to not go than, no, sorry, we getting Pizza Hut and watching Batman. <laughs> like, to, to me, that just felt wrong. And it felt wrong to my wife, too. When it comes to my family, I think it, I, I actually even think it's an honor when they ask me if I'd like to join them for whatever they're doing special in town, and I don't like say no. It just feels wrong to me. I always feel like if I say no, I'm going to end up regretting it later. This is one of my issues when it comes to decision making. I am a chronically, and I use the word chronically very uh, intentionally here. I am a very chronically indecisive person, and I know other people who uh, are pretty chronically indecisive, even people who are on the spectrum. Being chronically indecisive is something that you know, some of us on the spectrum really struggle with. It's something that it's it's hard, you know, like even just for 
little things, not just big decisions like school or work or anything like that. Sometimes it's just the little things like, do I want this brand of a thing or do I, or do I want this brand of that thing? Do I want to go to this store or do I want to go to that store? Should I go here at this time or should I do this at this time or should I do it at this other time and stuff like that. I mean, this is something that I pretty much struggle with on a daily basis every day in one form or another. It doesn't even matter if I plan a whole bunch of stuff out for the future. When I get there, I'm always second-guessing how I should approach everything. My wife, this is actually where my wife is a bit stronger. She is not a chronically indecisive person most of the time. She always knows exactly what she wants to do and when she wants to do it. I'm pretty positive I even explained this in a previous episode. But she's way stronger than me in that area. So anyway, it was a sudden invitation on a day when my wife and I already had the day planned out. So as I'm sure you're already aware, we Spectrumites do hate last-minute changes to our personal plans unless those last-minute changes are carried out by us. In which case... That's not a problem, but if someone else comes in, plays a card, um, that could mean last-minute changes to our personal plans. Well, well, you just stepped over the line, buddy. Still, we agreed to stay <laughs> until the tree gets uh, got lit and the fireworks started. Um, we were still able to fit our original plans in, and we left early enough in order to make it happen. So, we still kind of got both things done in the same night took us a little longer to get back home i ended up going in circles because i was uh, taking the wrong route to get back home so that was fun and um i loved that every second of it but it was interesting because we didn't expect the crowds at this event to be as big as they were i mean in all honesty we don't live in that exciting of an area. Not a whole lot happens in our area, but this was an event that apparently a lot more people cared about than I expected. I had to twist my body in ways that I never thought I could while moving through the crowd. And there were things in this event that caused us both to react. We, my wife and I react differently. When it, when it comes to big events or big public, you know, spaces, uh, brings out more of our autistic traits. In large crowds that get loud, I'm not really sensitive to the sounds, but I do tend to zone out because it's easier than having to contend with all the different sensory demands. My wife, on the other hand, is more sensitive to loud sounds and can get easily overwhelmed by a high volume of people. So our first instinct when we go to an event like that is usually we need to leave immediately because I'm a I'm a much more extroverted person. I don't mind crowds as much as KG does, but for some reason, I don't know what it is, but when we go to these events together, together we usually think we don't really want to be around here very long. It even took us about 30 minutes just to find my family in the first place, which is kind of typical. It Like, when it comes to my family, it's like playing a game of Where's Waldo when it comes to a public event. It's really hard to find them. And they don't even have to try being hard to find. They just are. Um, I didn't regret going in the end, uh, even though it meant pushing our plans a bit later. 
I can improvise more than my wife can, and that's okay. She felt like going was the logical choice, too. She was using logic here, because there was no real justification for us to not go. Not until my dad said we can always say no. <laughs> and uh, the whole night still worked out, and I had a good time walking uh, with my wife through the bus station I used to spend a lot of time in 10 years ago when it was just me and buses to get to work in school. KG was not a factor in my life yet, and that was a big part of my world, just standing in that bus station waiting for buses to come up. It was normally um, normally a connecting point to jump from one, bo one bus and get on another, I remember having a lot of stress when I would uh, ride the bus to that bus station and would just throw myself off to get to the next one before it takes off without me. Because uh, I, I never wanted to spend half an hour in that bus station waiting for the next one. Never. But yeah, my wife and I were different when it comes to sensory issues but when we're together at the same event, we usually have the same thought process. We're kind of connected in that way. We feel like we don't want to be there. We feel like we would be more comfortable if we were just at home. We have that comfort zone. Home for us is a comfort zone that we both share. We feel most comfortable sticking really close together at, at events like these. I mean, it really is, in, in events like those, in situations like those, it really is as if we're kind of going on the same wavelength. And it's interesting because as I'm talking about this, it actually just occurred to me that um, this makes a good way to sort of connect this to what I was talking about when I first started this season, and that is the fact that we Spectrumites tend to live in our own private world where we are the only occupant. <laughs> you know, like, we see the world that everyone else sees around us, but it's almost like we're kind of viewing it through a glass window. You know, there's something separating us from the rest of the world, and everyone else is on the other side of that window clustered together. There's no window separating them, at least not we don't see anybody in that situation there may be people there of course obviously people on the autism spec other people on the autism spectrum may be feeling that way but we never think about that you know i as a spectrum i when i'm at a public event in the middle of a crowd don't look around wondering to myself i wonder if there's another autistic person here who feels the same way that i do all i think about is myself in that uh, in that event, in that in that occasion, just feeling like I'm kind of staring at all of this through a glass window, and feeling like I am sort of stuck in my own private world, and again, I'm the only occupant. But that's one of the reasons why being at an event with KG is so special. That's one of the reasons why I try to convince her to come with me to more of this stuff, because... When the two of us are together and we're sort of watching everyone else, we both feel and think the same way. We have different reactions to the sensory stuff, but we feel the same way, and that's one of the ways in which we feel close together. And I think that's what makes marriage on the spectrum, especially if you're two people on the autism spectrum, pretty special. And uh, it's sad to me that we don't hear more stories about married couples where both people are on the autism spectrum. It's, it's either 
a rare thing, or it's just not really talked about much. So anyway, I thought I'd share that. I'm drawing from last week's Substack article, so if you felt like I was kind of repeating some stuff from last week's uh, Substack article, if you follow me on the pancakeking.substack.com, this is to sort of take that article and expand on it in certain ways. And I've got one final episode next week. It's going to be completely scripted. And I'm uh, excited to cap off this season because I definitely have a a thing or two to say to wrap up this season. This season did not go the way I expected. A lot of new ideas came up as I was going. I had an outline ready and everything, but I just ended up improvising on a lot and sharing new stories. It's been a really interesting year, and this year has forced me to change how I do the show, how I do the season. I'm definitely going to be approaching the next season, doing some new things, and I'm going to be spending the month of December figuring all that out. I also want to apologize if the last couple of episodes have just not felt very scripted, and the reason for that is because they haven't necessarily been scripted. I've used segments of um, a couple of my previous Substack articles, but a lot of these have been done off the cuff. And part of the reason why is because I've been very busy with other things, and I've also been busy trying to find more ways to promote this show and promote the Substack and everything. So I have not really had a whole lot of time to sit down and do scripts. I know I need to make that time, And I'm definitely going to be doing that next season a whole lot more. And I hope that these episodes I've been doing off the cuff, I hope that they've been interesting to you. I hope that they haven't turned you off from the show. Because final episode, it is going to be scripted. I'm going to have a lot to say. It might even be longer than your average episode. I'm not going to do a recap episode like I did with the last two seasons because... I feel like this season can't really do that. Um, This season has been a lot less topical when it comes to autism and more just personal stories of my own that are connected to my life to my life on the spectrum they've been a lot more personal i'm not gonna bring people in and say okay let's recap this season together with my personal stories or whatever i think i think this season deserves something a little bit a little bit more if you've been listening to this show from the beginning and you remember the finale of season two where i went into a lot more detail about how the COVID pandemic uh, impacted me and really changed my life. Expect the last episode of this season to be something along those lines. Uh, Very personal. And that's something that I want to do more and more of as this show progresses. It was kind of fun and lighthearted at the beginning, and I'm still going to make it fun and lighthearted. I still plan on being funny. I want people to listen to this show and make it feel like it's a break from, you know, just their their day-to-day routines. I want them to be able to laugh. I want them to be able to feel good listening to this. And that is absolutely still my intention. But I do like to go deep. And I like to explore some of those more raw areas of living life on the spectrum that you won't really hear very often online or elsewhere. So, that being said... Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. 
and I will see you in the next episode, the finale of Season 3, next Wednesday. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) 